as we said earlier, Matt is um, leader of uh, one of our sister congregations. And can we come to speak to us this morning? Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Lord God, thank you for Matt. Thank you for being with him as he prepared this talk. And we pray this morning that we have open hearts to receive and to respond to your word and that we are changed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Matt Crossman, is it possible to have this higher just because of my, my poor eyesight? Uh, thank you very much uh, for your lovely... That's brilliant. Thanks. Can you come every Sunday? Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me along this morning. As has been mentioned, my name's Matt. I'm part of the team that Lee Branch Community Church uh, in Hembury. It was lovely to uh, for you to borrow our building back in October. Um, I am married to Miriam. Uh, we've got two children. Um, and when I'm not doing kind of church stuff, um, I work for a trust of schools in South Gloucestershire, um, supporting uh, their school improvement team in any way in which I can be helpful. But that does mean occasionally when I talk at church, it can feel a little bit like an assembly or a pep talk. Um, so please bear with me this morning if you feel like you've gone back to school um, and uh, you're sat in an assembly. Um, this morning we are continuing our series on one another. Uh, Tim did a great job last week, if you hadn't checked that out, do check that out, introducing this theme to us and thinking about how we uh, love one another. Uh, but today we are thinking about how we can encourage one another. So uh, if you've got a Bible, um, you can turn to it. If not, it will come up on this screen. We are going to be reading from 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. Starting at verse 5, it says, You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. And then verse 11, which is our verse for today. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So by way of context, this is uh, Paul's letter to a church in Thessalonica, uh, which we believe to be Paul's first ever letter. The church there is a, a young church growing in a city which is not particularly uh, welcoming of them. In fact, uh, this young church was facing a, a fair bit of persecution. Uh, so therefore, Paul's kind of letter uh, to them in itself is quite encouraging because the church continues uh, to grow. Uh, he also wants to take an opportunity to kind of deepen their theology. Uh, we, we find ourselves in chapter 5 here, but it's, it's part of a, a wider theme where, where he's answering some of their, their questions about, about life after death, uh, what happens when Jesus returns, and he's kind of talking to them and encouraging them that they... Uh, 
how they should live their life. As Jesus followers, uh, their, their lives should be different. It should be distinctive. They should stand out from, from their city and from their culture. They are called to be different. They are called to be uh, light and awake and sober and live a life that is counter-cultural. If you would like to know a little bit more about that, then I'd heartily recommend, as usual, the Bible Project. They've got a great kind of overview of uh, Thessalonians. However, today we just really want to concentrate on this idea of encouraging one another. Over the next few minutes, I just want to think about what it means to encourage one another, why and how we might do that, or indeed, if we are doing that, how we might do that better. A quick Google definition will tell us that to encourage someone, we are looking to give support, confidence, or hope to that person. A Christian article uh, I read suggested the New Testament verb translated encourage can mean to comfort, cheer up, console, and speak in a friendly manner. The danger for me this morning uh, about talking about encouragement in church is that I don't want to teach you guys to suck eggs. Uh, churches are often known to be encouraging places, somewhere where you can indeed get those words of comfort, consolation and support. Uh, people even talk to you in a friendly manner. Just look at this picture of my good friends Nathan and Esther. And I also know that Highgrove is a place where encouragement is well encouraged. Um, I know that because I get to spend a little bit of time with Ed and Deb. And when I do, I leave encouraged. And I'm sure that's the case for many of you as well. And that sets the tone here. But we also don't want to rest on our laurels. We want to continue to grow in this area of encouraging one another. Murray Harris, who I'm told is a New Testament scholar, says encouragement is one of the most important ministries of the church of the New Testament. Paul was clearly instructing the church of the New Testament in Thessalonica that they needed to work on it. And if they needed to work on it, we want to work on it too. So let's briefly consider some of the reasons why we want to encourage one another. Firstly, I think that when we encourage, we celebrate. We celebrate each other and the things that we do well, the successes that we have. And when we do that, we acknowledge in one another things that we enjoy to see and things that we think are good. So it's important to encourage because it's important to celebrate. From our reading earlier in verse 11, it says part of encouraging one another is this idea of building each other up. As well as bringing words of comfort, uh, confidence and hope. As we encourage one another, we build each other up. Uh, as we do that, we counter the culture, much like uh, Paul was saying that they needed to do in Thessalonica. Our culture is all about me, 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 and putting yourself first. But when we notice others, 
we see in them things that should be valued, should be mentioned, should be celebrated and acknowledged. So we encourage because we want to build each other up. In Hebrews, which is another book of the Bible that was also written by Paul, we read in chapter 10 that we should spur one another on. In other words, we should encourage one another. Why and for what purpose? It says that as we spur each other on, we are spurring each other on toward love and good deeds. We should encourage one another to do good stuff, to love people and to show people God's love. Next weekend, many of us will have signed up to get involved in the noise. And the strap line of the noise is showing God's love in practical ways. And I'm sure here you've been encouraged to sign up. Because when we do good stuff, we spur one another on. We are showing people God's love. Finally, as Tim mentioned last week, and we read about in John 13, Jesus says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. One of the wonderful byproducts of encouraging and loving one another is that people see that we are followers of Jesus. And what's more, they see something of Jesus in us and the way that we love and encourage one another. Our encouragement of each other is a witness to a far greater thing than the encouragement itself. So we want to encourage one another because people see Jesus in it and it points people to him. So hopefully they are some good reminders of uh, why we encourage one another. But I just want to take a couple of moments to think about four ways in kind of how we encourage one another, or if you feel you are on this already, how you might want to do it a little bit better. Some of these might seem quite obvious, um, so feel free to think of them um, as reminders of what you are already doing. I think it's important that our encouragement of one another is intentional, purposeful, sincere, and specific. Firstly, intentional. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I think lots of churches and probably lots of uh, Jesus followers are known to be nice and they are known to be encouraging, which is absolutely great. Um, but in my experience, um, some, sometimes that encouragement might feel a little bit general. Now, two people fell into my trap this morning because I am wearing a new shirt. And both Bev Dobson and Abby Reed, as they saw me this morning, said, nice shirt. It might be that if I had prepared someone a meal, you'd say, oh, that was, that was yummy. It might be that some of you today might come up after me and say, oh, good talk. You, <laughs> you, you might not. Um, and there is nothing wrong, thank you, Bev and Abby, um, with saying nice things to people. But I think that the encouragement we are called to is more significant than that. Some of you might be familiar with the book about five love languages, uh, which, if I can remember them, are touch, presence or gifts, quality time, acts of service, 
or and words of affirmation. Now, when that book was doing the rounds a few years ago, you, uh, like me, might have been asked, well, what's your love language or what's the love language of your partner? Now, uh, the cynic that I am, my answer would have been something like, well, it really does depend, doesn't it? Um, uh, it depends on who is touching me. Uh, it depends on the gift or present they give me. Uh, if it's quality time, well, it really does depend on what we're doing. Uh, if it's an act of service, well, if they do the act of service as I would do it myself or want it done, then we're all good. And, well, words of affirmation or words of encouragement, well, that does really depend on who is saying those words and what they're saying. I want to challenge us to be more intentional with our encouragement, to take time to think about who you should encourage and what you feel led to encourage them about. Identify a specific person or people that will be built up or spurred on by your encouragement of them. We also want our encouragement of one another to be purposeful. If we can, avoiding the kind of generic, you're great, and, and everything is okay. That is, again, part and parcel of our culture, and probably we're bombarded with that sort of ad advertising anyway. I think one of the dangers of kind of that more generic uh, encouragement is that then we can become a little bit numb to uh, some of the more genuine or, dare I say, more meaningful encouragement. Perhaps even when we hear that sort of encouragement, we might question it or disregard it or ignore it. If our encouragement of one another is genuine and purposeful, I believe it does, as Paul tells us it will do. It builds us up. It spurs each other on. Thoughtful and purposeful encouragement is life-giving. And I believe that if that encouragement is shared with the right person at the right time, it can also be life-changing. And surely that's the kind of encouragement of one another that we want to be involved with. As I mentioned earlier, it might sound obvious, but we do want our encouragement of one another to be sincere. We want to, uh, anyone to avoid questioning the motive of our encouragement because our motive should always be to love people, to bless people, and to point people towards Jesus. We don't want to be saying things that aren't true, and our encouragement should always be truthful. Now, that's not to say that people are intentionally dishonest, but I'm sure lots of us have been in that position where somebody has encouraged us by saying, it'll be okay. It's okay. And actually, um, for many of us in those situations, it isn't okay. And sometimes it feels like it's not going to be okay or won't be okay. I believe that when our encouragement is thoughtful, and sincere, it negates any cynicism or the temptation to dismiss it. So let's really try to make our encouragement of each other sincere. 
Finally, we want our encouragement of one another to be specific. As lovely as niceties are, Let's take the time and the effort, maybe even in prayer, to be seeking what God has to say for somebody and for one another. I think sometimes the obvious uh, things get lots of encouragement. And one thing I felt prompted about was that we are called to try and notice the unseen. Spot the little things or the things that other people might not pick up on. Uh, seek out those people who might not get very much encouragement because often those are the people who need encouragement the most. Maybe not encourage loads of different people or obvious people, but encourage one person really specifically. Perhaps something like, I've noticed this. I wanted to thank you uh, and encourage you. Because what you did and how you did it was important and it was significant. I noticed it. You did a great job and I really appreciate you. In my experience, it's also been really valuable to be encouraged by others who have been on a sim- have a similar experience. Uh, for example, for, for Miriam and I on our adoption journey, uh, being encouraged by fellow adopters who really understand kind of what's going on and what we're going through means a lot. It doesn't take away from anybody else that encourages us about that, but the specific nature of who encourages us and what they're encouraging us about really can make a difference. So I want to encourage you that your encouragement of one another should be intentional, purposeful, sincere and specific. Finally, again, in Hebrews, uh, you will find Paul, who wrote that book as well, uh, he's telling us that we should, oh, sorry, Paul did not write Hebrews. Apologies. Thank you for your, thank you. That lady knows more about Hebrews than I do. Um, Somebody who wrote Hebrews told us that our encouragement of one another should be daily. For for me, that means that encouragement is a habit that we should be stepping into, something that we need to practice. I think encouragement for some of us is something that comes to us slightly more naturally than to others. But to be a church that encourages one another, we shouldn't do it sporadically. It should be part of our daily discipleship in becoming more like Jesus. Uh, So to finish, I've got a challenge for you if you are up for it. If you're not up for it, no pressure at all. Don't worry, you can ignore this bit. But I've got three variations of the challenge for you so you can choose where you feel like you're at this morning. The one chilly challenge is to take some time this week, maybe scrolling through the contacts on your phone, and ask God who you should encourage. Just send them a little message and try and be all of the things that I mentioned earlier we should be when we're encouraging one another. But the important thing is that that person is encouraged that you were thinking about them. The two chilly challenge is to activate your encouragement practice today, maybe even this morning at church. Who might God be putting on your heart or who might he have put on your heart already to encourage? And what is it that you should be encouraging them about?
And finally, for you brave three chilly people, let's put into action this daily discipleship of encouragement. This week, your challenge is that every day you encourage somebody. And as you encourage them, you make it intentional, purposeful, sincere, and specific. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that as we seek to encourage each other, we are following the example of Jesus, who was the ultimate encourager. He encouraged people that nobody else noticed. And when he encouraged them, it was all the things I've mentioned, but more importantly, it was life-changing. And I pray for this church family that as they seek to continue to encourage one another, that the encouragement they give each other, inspired by you, Father God, inspired by you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, would be life-changing. Changing uh, lives in this church family, but also in this community. I pray this week you will remind us and challenge us to encourage one another, to build each other up, to spur each other on, And as we do that, we would make it intentional, purposeful, sincere and specific. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.